At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit RedBarnInc.com to save a dollar on Red Barn grain-free canned food. Blog Talk Radio. Right around a billion. Hey, we own it. That means we living for the moment. 
that nigga should fuck to the morning Time and I got time and I know that I'm in the position of controlling Anything I'll buy that ocean I'm a boss, I'll buy that ocean Ain't nobody fucking with this They want that shit, they off this thing I give it to them, but in between My time, I gotta tie shoe strings Life's a trip when you want these things I off this silk and then I lean To a 3 use a life You know blowjob, need an application of eating pussy, make appetite And yeah, my type, I like them brown Just like my drink, the fuck you think? I don't fuck with no hand-me-down See if you fuck, then it's after me You know how much I'ma make it work You know her trust, living in her purse When you discuss your love for lust Just make sure you visit here first Cali You might catch me in Atlanta And you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I'm your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, just to quickly explain what Boy Crazy Radio is in a nutshell, well, thank you very much for asking. Uh, I I really appreciate that. Uh, Okay. Boy Crazy Radio, in a nutshell, is a call-in advice show, all right, for anyone and everyone out there, all right? Yes, even you. Uh, You guys, are any of you out there perhaps sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter? Maybe a shit talker, a total fucking high school nerd who grips the straps of your backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom just binge eating and picking at your face? Well, cut the fuck out! Who's going to love you if you're all pockmarked? Not, not, well, probably somebody. And we'll figure that out later tonight if you decide to call in. Anyway, are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral? that stupid thing you did at that party last weekend? Me too. Let's talk about it. Are your friends total fucking assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Yeah, get used to it. It's called real life. It never stops. We'll talk about that too. Is the guy or girl you like not responding to all of your text messages, all your Facebook posts, uh, all your retweets, or all of your Instagram likes? Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit! Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a radio show? 
And this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. Let me and my upcoming guest, which I'm very excited to, who I'm very excited to introduce. It's, it's a big deal. You guys are going to freak out. It's, it's a totally new Boy Crazy Radio experience. Anyway, let me and my upcoming guest be the shoulders that you cry on, all right? Because all we want to do, I mean, I'm speaking for them too. I'm speaking on their behalf. I don't know them. I've never met them. I'm patching them in. We're going to talk in a moment if I ever shut the fuck up. But I have a great feeling that all that we want to do uh, is be the big sister and the big brothers that you never even knew you needed or wanted. Isn't that exciting? I know. And maybe for all your dude friends or dudes who are listening, I can be like the cool uh, big sister of one of your friends at school that you walk past your bedroom when you're trying to get to your friend's room, and then there's like a, a crack in the door, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm changing, and you look in, and you're like, holy fucking shit, and you jerk off to the idea of me later. Whatever, that's neither here nor there. That is not the point of tonight. I'm just saying that I can serve many different purposes, and I appreciate you being part of our lives. Anyway, the point is, call in tonight, and you can do so by picking up your smartphone, uh, or you can use Gmail or Skype or whatever it is you need to do to get through to me tonight, and dial 646-378-0649 is the number. Once again, 646-378-0649. And if you're too much of a pussy to call into the actual show, that's rude. I'm sorry already. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, well, you can tweet me your questions. Uh, and the Twitter handle is at I'm Boy Crazy, the letter I, the letter M, B O Y C R A Z Y. Holy shit. What a night. I'm already over it. But let's do it. We can't, we can't stop now, guys. We can't stop now. All right. Here is why tonight is so normally I'm talking to a bunch of tweens about love and sex and dating and life and whatever, and, and I plan to do that tonight as well. But usually my guests are like, you know, uh, heroin chic musicians or actresses, or comedians, or whatever, and tonight, uh, I have a guy named JD, and a guy named Channing, uh, who are, well, I don't know if this is insulting, and we'll talk about why I might think this is insulting. It's not insulting. That's really rude of me to say that from the get-go. They're both strippers. They're male dancers. They're like exotic, cool. It's kind of, they work at a place called La Bear. It's a strip club in Dallas, and the, and the reason why I know about this, and the reason why they're even on my show is because Joe Manganello, or however you pronounce his name, Joe Manganello of True Blood and Magic Mike fame directed a documentary called La Bear. And La Bear, La Bear is a very famous, it's the world's most popular male strip club. It's located in Dallas. I believe that it's, it's uh, the strip club that Magic Mike was based on, but I, I hear that I'm wrong and that that movie was based on uh, strip clubs in Tampa. We're going to get to the bottom of that, too. Anyway, so we have these two amazingly interested guys, interesting guys on the show tonight. Let me introduce them so I can shut the fuck up and pass them in. We have J.D. and Channing. Are you three there? Oh, my God, this connection. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? Yeah, how, are you guys do- how are you doing? Fucking all good. Are you regretting this already? I don't know. You're completely fucking stoked. Okay, I can't wait. First, let's introduce yourself so we can so the audience can get used to your voices. Who is who? I'm, uh, this is JD. This is Channing. Okay, so Channing, uh, Channing is more of the nubile, uh, squeaky clean, fresh-faced, uh, baby boy, a.k.a. the kid. He goes by the kid. Um, and that's not even your real name, is it? No, it isn't. What is your real name? Do you want to not mention it or what? Oh, no, uh, my, my real name is uh, Dorman, D-O-R-M-A-N. Dorman? Really? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's the real name. I don't believe that for one second. Let's only ever call you the kid or tanning, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, everyone just kind of picks the name that they want to go with. I have a lot, so. Oh my goodness. Um, so I don't know how much to give away. I, okay, I've seen the documentary. I've watched it twice, and I still was like, you know, I made my I made my boyfriend watch it. I made you know whatever. I, I got like a secret a secret link, so I just let my boyfriend watch it. And he was riveted. And he's he's supposedly like a heterosexual dude, but he thought it was like the most interesting movie he's seen in a while. And um, I just feel like, lot, well, I don't know. What's, what's that? A lot of dudes like it. I mean, what's not to like? Straight or gay, still. Everybody likes it's it. True. And, uh, everybody likes it. Jay-Z, I don't, where do I begin? It's kind of like, if, uh, well, just so everybody knows, if you, you have to go see this movie, it's incredible. And I'm going to I'm gonna say from the, from the get-go, um, by the way, who is, who is calling me from a wind tunnel? Who's calling you from a wind tunnel right now? The reception is so insanely horrible. Uh, I'm not in, I mean, I'm outside, but I'm not in a wind tunnel. I'm just sitting on top of a car. <laughs> is the car on? Right? Nope, car is not running. I, I'm in okay. my car. Is it is it moving is, as well? Is this better? Is this better? Oh, that's already so much better. All right, sweet. Okay. Oh my God, what was that? I'm driving down the road. Holy shit. Oh, my God. You're on the go. This is JD? Yeah. All right. Okay. Everybody, just on a side note of a side note, let's get to the, the, the point of the evening. You have to see this movie. You have to see this documentary, Le Bear, and it's available on video on demand uh, and digital download on August 19th. What day is today? That's only, it's only six days away, so you can hold your breath, and uh, it's totally worth it. And it's, uh, yeah. So, and if you want, and if you you want to order get all the information. You can pre-order it now. You can go to uh, LaBearFilm.com forward slash on demand. I'm just, I'm telling you, like, this is, I, I watched it, like, over and over again. It's so great. And it's almost like the story of, like, a, of a family. You guys are, like, it's almost like the movie Flashdance because you guys aren't, it isn't, I mean, it is erotic and it's sexy and I totally want to break up with my boyfriend immediately and go to Dallas and try to have an affair with Jeremiah, the, uh, the, the Wiccan or whoever he is. He was my favorite. Is he still there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know like, what Flashdance is. You don't know what Flashdance is and you're an exotic dancer? Uh, no idea. Flashdance? I, know, I, I, mean, know, I know the storyline. I don't know. I've never seen it, though. You guys, you should actually hang up and not do the show and go and watch Flashdance immediately. It's like from, it's from the 80s, and it's about, it's like Jennifer Beals. I think that's her name. I can't even remember. And it's about a bunch of girls who work at this club and they like practice their dance routines. And it's, it's like, they do these amazing sexy dance routines. It's almost exactly what you do. I can't believe that you've, that you've never seen this movie. Just whatever. It's something to look forward to later on tonight. Okay. Well, I was well, well, looking to so. Yeah. I, I got to start with magic Mike. So I have a, I have a non, no movies past like 96 strict oh policy. Did you, oh my God. Wait, JD. All right. I don't even know where I began. Do you, do you guys, uh, are you ready to give teenagers uh, advice who have sent me letters, sent in letters that well, they want answered? I I am, but like just to clarify, like the the law, like we can talk dirty, but we can't as long as we're not touching. It's like still legal, right? What? Still completely legal. <laughs> this is all completely legal. We're not we're not talking to fourteen year old. We're not going to do like phone sex with fourteen year olds. They're just going to be out. They're probably like calling in about chlamydia. Or I think the one girl wrote in about chlamydia, and I have no experience with that. But I'm sure you guys know somebody who has uh, a little bit of experience with it, and then we can we can help save tween uh, life. I'm sure we can phone a friend. 
We can totally phone a friend. Thank you very much. All right. God, where do I begin? Okay, so there are moments in this movie. Is there any, I mean, I know you guys are doing like a, aren't you doing kind of a massive press thing with this movie or not at all? I saw you guys were on, uh, weren't you, aren't you doing some kind of like press tour with this? Weren't you on Queen Latifah or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the guys went to Queen Latifah. We did Wendy Williams and TV, fucking Today Show. Uh, a couple other things. We were out in L.A. for the movie premiere out there in New York. So it's, the whole whole thing has been badass. And you guys are still dancing at the club? No, I'm, uh, I'm not. Not right now. What do you mean? Uh, I, I am actually also on a hiatus. You did? Why is that? Because of the movie or what? Oh no! I just Boom. needed a break. It's been two years straight. I'm I, I needed to vacate. Okay, and do you guys have so girlfriends? I, oh hell no. Okay, Channing has a girlfriend. JD does not have a girlfriend. Is this right? No. Yeah. Hell no. Oh my god. No. Okay, so but okay, where do we begin? Are, and what are you guys wearing right now? And are you are you friends? And do you actually hang out in real life, or is this very rare for you guys to be on like a midnight we phone don't... call together? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do midnight phone calls. <laughs> we don't we don't right. sit there and have pillow talk, so we're good. You're good. All right. And are you guys at La Bear, Are you are you completely nude, or do you just or what? Not on stage. JD JD. In the back, you know. In the back, oh yeah, and are any of the guys bisexual or is everybody heterosexual? And do guys come to the club too, or is it strictly women? No, it's strictly women unless they're you know, a guy can come in with a woman. You know, we got some swingers and stuff like that, but uh, you know, all the guys, you know, as far as we know, are straight. You know, Dallas has a lot of gay clubs, so um, if you want to make more money, then why not go dance on a on a dude? You know, where what you actually enjoy, they make more money than us anyway, so. Oh wait, so all the dancers at Lemire. Well, so all the dancers like at Lemire are they like women? Okay, and then so you just said so JD. One of the quotes that that I took away from uh, from the documentary. So you talk shit about female strippers, and you said that 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 there's no skill to being a female stripper. Um, meanwhile, you 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 admitted that you can't even dance. You can fuck, but you can't dance. But, hey, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I'm saying like, and you, you know, if you can dance, you can fuck. But if you can fuck and you can't dance, you can still fuck. <laughs> but, like, so do you really stand behind that? Because I feel like women, what about the pole work that they do? And, like, they do these intricate, crazy, like, pole dancing moves. Like, I mean, I just don't, I don't agree with that, J.D. Well, there's, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. You know, there's this catch. Oh! Like, to every pole. But, <laughs> you know, uh, if you go in, yeah, a lot of those girls are up there on the pole and stuff, but the ones that I see that make the most money and we're friends with a ton of them and I love them all to death and they're, they're big supporters of ours, but they make their money, you know, with their mouths, with talking, uh, and, and yeah, looking what do you good. Do with, with your mouth. Do what? Wait. With, making their money with their mouth means a couple of different things. Well, yeah, that's true, exactly. but they can Thank talk you. really well. <laughs> I, you know, I leave that up to them, but, you know, they just talk really well. You know, whereas us, you know, we put a we put together an entire routine. It's, it's uh, you know, I can't dance, but I'm a I can strip, I can strip well, and I've got I've always had good acts. So it's just a matter of, uh, it's just two different types of deals. Men don't really give a shit if a woman dresses up as a fireman or a firewoman or a nurse or anything. You know, just just get naked. Whereas for us, you know, women want to kind of be teased and they want to. 
see the guy in the military outfit or the cop outfit or, you know, the whatever it is, whatever their fantasy is. You know, it's, look at the difference between, like, men's porn and what women find erotic. Men just want to look at a porn magazine and women get turned on by Fifty Shades of Grey. Totally. Bunch of, yeah, I mean, I've never... Give me some pictures. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even read Fifty Shades of Grey, but for me, I don't even watch porn. That's how, I mean, that's how insane it gets for me. Like, I don't even, I, like, have to, like, come up with a fantasy involving whoever I'm dating or actually, like, believe the fantasy in my head and be like, okay, walked into the door and we went out to dinner and then he carries me to the hotel room and I, like, make up the whole story in my brain. So you just want to make your own porn. So I make my own porn in my brain. Yeah, I guess I, you know, I have a crazy imagination. And so, yeah, and I rarely ever, I'm, I'm rarely, rarely ever, like, you know, going to, like, you porn or red tube or whatever the fuck it is. But um, but that's funny because you said that, you said that female strippers, they use their mouth and you, you know, you use that in the sense where, you know, I'm going to uh, take whatever, you, you, that they talk a lot, that they're talking to the dudes yeah. and they're like, I mean, are they giving them blowjobs? I thought you meant talking. I actually gave you the benefit of the doubt. And I think you meant the other way where they're talking to the dudes. No, I, I did mean talking in this, in this case. Yeah. And that's funny to me because that's a form of like emotional, you know, it kind of making the guy feel heard because, you know, their bitch wife is at home who doesn't listen to them who spends all their money and the kids and they're not fucking anymore and all these things. And so the woman is like, you know, sweet talking him and being gentle and putting her attention on him, which is, which is also what you're saying is what, what women want from the dudes who put on the routines and kind of like, like even in the movie, the girls were like, women are like, you know, men are like microwaves and women are like ovens. They need to preheat and stuff like that. But it seems like well, men also need, need some I, I kind of, uh, just- yeah. I think that's a meeting in the middle. I think the men really feel like they have to do it, whereas they'd be happy just getting a fucking blowjob. Hey, just that's fucking true. blow me and here's your money. That's, you know, just like a little massage parlor. But, you know, it's kind of a meet in the middle right there. So, you know, go ahead and I'll talk to you briefly. Make me feel like uh, I'm somebody special and then, then you can dance all over me. But, well, then here's – so what's the different – do you think male strippers have the same stigma attached to them that, that – female strippers have because it's like I, when I think of a female stripper and I've gone to lots of strip clubs and it's fun because I'm a girl and I'm straight so the girls will come up to me and dance you know dance on me for free to get the other guys you know looking and tipping and so it's it's fun for a moment but like I feel like female strippers have this rap where they're like they have daddy issues they're molested they're it's they're doing drugs and they're prostitutes uh, and all this shit you know what I mean like that's but that's like for me that, I, I don't necessarily completely believe that, but also if, if I was, but that's like yeah, just you a ask stereotype. Some, yeah, it's a total stereotype. So do you think a stereotype that like that intense sticks with a male stripper too, or or what's the what's the stereotype for male strippers that you experience? So they, they, with that? they do it too at uh, at our club too, but it's less intense because we can we're bigger than the women that are coming up to us, most of them, but like we can. A girl can't defend herself as well as we could defend ourselves. So, we, I mean, I've had girls pull my underwear completely down while I was on stage. I mean, I've had claws. I've left the floor bleeding at one point from a girl scratching my back. I've had girls bite me and draw blood. I mean, it's the same concept. Because that, we can, it's much easier to defend ourselves than it is for a woman. I think that oh, yeah, like, yeah. you're talking about pure stereotype, that it's just, you know, women have daddy issues. We don't have daddy issues. We're... You know, they think that, uh, well, you already said it, we're either gay or bisexual or, 
Uh, we sleep with everybody that comes in, and we're all a bunch of drug addicts and stuff like that. I think that, uh, you know, since Magic Mike and then this movie has, has kind of changed that, has kind of made it a little more acceptable, and people have seen a little bit more that we have stuff going on outside of that. But, uh, you know, that's the stereotype. You know, we're less, you know, we're just a bunch of party guys with no intelligence that this is what we're going to do forever. Well, no, that's that's a big part. That's what I I love what I love about like, you know, Randy the Master Blaster guy. I love the fact that he, you know, that's one of the characters in the or some of the guys in, in the documentary. And it's so great because you know he doesn't he doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs. He's like, you know, oh, and even the guy Alex. I I, I just thought I just love this. Sorry, I love your documentary, and I'm just gonna explore every avenue of it, even if some of it sounds like dark and I'm being judgmental. I'm totally not. I'm just like going into every. Oh my God, there's a there's a dog barking outside the studio. He's ruining the interview. But um. Anyway, um, I wanted to know. I just like the fact that that yeah that that what was talked about was that you're trying to save your money and have a plan B. And you know what I mean? Like it's not. It's you know what I mean? Like like everybody kind of has like a hopefully has a goal because they don't want to be doing this forever. Where it's like yeah, this is cool, awesome, make a ton of money, and then go on to the next thing. And I know that JD, you talked about. You know, you opened a restaurant. It, it didn't go so well, and then you, but that was your dream to kind of do that. Are you, what's happening with like with the restaurant business? Well, that's kind of uh, what I took a break to do. You know, I've got one business uh, that I'm, I've been focusing on, and now it's kind of running by itself. And so, I've got a couple different options with uh, either opening uh, my own place here shortly, or uh, taking over an area for for another company that I've been talking to. So. Uh, both are both are really good opportunities. One pays a shit ton more right now, and the other one is is mine. So, and I'm just kind of weighing both options, and we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. And Channing, what about you? Do you have like wait, how much? How old are you? Can I ask you? You don't you don't have to answer, but I don't know if there's ages oh, in the guys. I'm uh, 21. You're 21 for life. Okay, so are you really 21? Yeah, I am. I mean, I was in, in the movie, I'm 19. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that was only two years ago that they made the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so when, when they – okay, so do you have – I mean, do you know how long you want to be doing this for and, like, and, and what if you – what you'd want to go on to next? I don't want to do it really that much more, but uh, music is what I do. I'm a singer-songwriter, and that's – what I do, I spent all my time, my music is just my passion, so that's what I've devoted all my time to outside of the club. And then you have a girlfriend, where did you meet your girlfriend? Uh, I actually met her at her Halloween party. Were you dancing, or were you just there, or you were just at a party? No, well, she came to the club one time, and then uh, I met her there, and then she, then she would never come back to the club, and she invited me to her Halloween party. And I was working that night, and so I got to her house like four o'clock in the morning, and there were three other people there, and me and her were just like, you know, it was a really romantic. We started, we just talked for like six hours, and then uh, I finally left like nine a.m., and then we've been dating since October thirty-first of last year. Oh my god! And, so, and you're and what'd you say? What, what did JD just say? Uh, I said that's really cute that you know what day it was. Oh well, it's God. Halloween. Are it's kind of hard to forget. It's Halloween. It's hard to forget. See, I love that both of you are on the show because it's like your complete. It's like your polar opposites, where it's like you know, JD is kind of gruff and you know, like a tough, tough dude who doesn't have a girlfriend. And then Channing is all like, you know, this romantic sweetheart. 
All right. Anyway, uh, my okay, problem so is great. like every girl I'm interested is out of town. So. Where is she? Where are they? Let me help. What do I do? What do we do? <laughs> do what? I mean, oh, I don't know where no. these girls. Where Perfect are they? Just, just phones with people, people I've, I've met on here and there. So. All right. I just this don't live like pulling... right near me. I know. I'm in a long-distance relationship right now, and it's 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 the worst thing in the world. Do these people live? I think it's fucking at... ideal. You know what the weird thing is? At moment, at times, it's ideal, but then at at, at other moments, it's just like. What the fuck are we doing here? I don't know. I'm I'm in a weird moment, but that's my own issue. That, that does not concern you guys. I'm sorry to even put that on you. But um, do you does your girl Channing does your girlfriend get pissed off, or does she get jealous, or does she have issues, or do her parents have issues with what you do right now? Uh, no. I mean, she never really pays that much attention. As long as I came back home at night, she didn't care what I did. Just as long, I mean, she trusts me. For, I mean, as much as a girl could trust a person. And uh, my oh. my parents that. My parents was a funny one because they did not like it at all at first. Now it's just we talk about it at dinner and family and family friends all just laugh at it. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. It's insane. Wait, you know why I think this is like, but don't you feel that it's a little bit easier to be a male? Do I say male stripper? Is that insulting or do I say dancer? What do you prefer? It doesn't matter. All right. So, but you, okay. So is it? It just seems like it's more tame to be a male stripper than a female stripper because I'd be terrified because men are aggressors. So just like you're saying, like, you're stronger and you can, like, even those girls, like, you know, scratch your back and, and pull your undies down or whatever. It's like it is scarier when, when you're a woman because you're just surrounded, you know, by a room full of men who who, who knows what the fuck they're going to do, wait for you in the parking lot or, or whatever. Yeah. Who's yeah, that? I mean, that's, somebody that's why, I, mean I, I can just sit around and, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I mean, I've, I've been followed places, but I've had my tires slashed at one point. What? I think that the difference, like, with, with men and women, that the, the men are not necessarily more aggressive. I think women are just more, like, it's spontaneous. So a man, you know what he's going to do when he's going after a woman. Does that make sense, like? He's going to start at the knee, he's going to work his way up her hips, and he's going to try and grab her boobs. He's going to see if he's allowed. Whereas a woman is nervous, and she's going to sit there, and you see it in her eyes, and her hands are shaking, and then all of a sudden she just reaches out and grabs your dick. So, <laughs> but, but for the most part, but the, but the percentage of women who are going to start shaking and freak out and then, like, claw you or, like, grab your dick is so much less than some dude who's going to be like, Oh, she's a fucking stripper. I'm going to fucking, like, oh, she deserves this. It just seems like, because men are, it's weird because I'll go to a steam room. I was just talking about this with a friend. I'll go to, like, a, like, a, whatever, like, some kind of Korean spa where all the women get naked and it's all women. And, and, uh, and we're all just together. We're naked. Some girls are gay and other girls are straight and it's no big deal, whatever, because we can all just be together naked and sweat it out at the steam room. And it's all good because women are, for the most part, you know, pretty pretty docile and pretty, like, tame and loving and calm and, you know, whatever. If I have a guy friend who's a heterosexual dude and he wants to go to a steam room, he goes to the steam room and it's a bunch of naked guys, he has to leave immediately because he gets hit on so many times because dudes are, like, jerking off or because, like, they're more, like, animalistic where it's, like, dudes are, like, just come on to him so hardcore because it's, like, it's like their hormones are raging even more. They're more, like, revved up because... They're men, and there is a difference between men and women. So I just feel like, you know, it'd, it'd be way more what? scary to be a, you know, yeah. 
I think when you take the male on male deal, that's like a whole new level. Because now you're talking yeah. about testosterone and testosterone. There's like no, that's a whole other. Um, how would you feel if your kids? Would you ever let your if you had a son? Would you, don't, are any of you dads? Channing, I feel like you're not a dad yet. You're just a nubile young I, young well, boy. Neither is JD, as far as I know. Well, I've had people well, call me a daddy around there. Oh God, JD, JD. <laughs> oh my God, no illegitimate children. I mean, of course you wouldn't know about them, but there could be. I mean, if I have any, hopefully they're like in Mexico or something, because I, I can't afford to take care of any right now. So. You can't. You got to save your money. You got to start. You got to start your business. You got to be making your burgers and doing your thing. How did you guys feel? Yeah. And how are you? How are you approached by Joe Manga, Manganello or however Man- the fuck you say Manganello. Manganello. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Like, how do we feel? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying like, how do you feel about the dude? He's a very good-looking, handsome guy. I, I, I want him and Sofia Vergara or whatever to have a lovely life. No, he's or whatever. I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, he's fucking hot as fuck. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I was so honored. He tweeted at me today because he, uh, he, he corrected me. I said, I said, uh, LeBear, LeBear Dallas is what Magic Mike was, was based on. And then he wrote, he wrote to me on Twitter. I was so excited. And then, but he wrote, MM was based on a Tampa club. And, and I was like, oh, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. But I However, felt, Channing but I Tatum like, did work at LeBear in Florida. Channing Tatum worked at LeBear in Florida. Are you kidding me? Yeah, briefly. Oh my God! Wait, you weren't there then, were you? No, I didn't. I don't oh, work in Florida. Oh my God! Oh wait. Oh, so there's a LeBear in Florida, and the second revamp LeBear is in Dallas, right? Which was first? The, the, the biggest, the main first club, like the mother, the mother club, is in Dallas. There's two clubs in Florida, one in Miami, one in Fort Lauderdale, and then there's like a Houston one too. Oh my God! I got to get to one stat. I've got to go to Dallas immediately. I'm, I'm going to bring my boyfriend. He, you know, his name is Jeremiah also. So, uh, oh God, whatever. Okay. So, holy shit. So, so how did you feel when this, you know, when Joe, or how how did it come about where you're at the club and then somebody who approached you and said they want to make a documentary about this place? Well, we had a meeting uh, that Alex let us know, like, hey, they're kind of looking into this Magic Mike's brought all this uh, notoriety and, like, made stripping cool. So now Joe is going to come in. And um, I don't think he even knew the name, Joe's name at the time. He just pointed and said, you know, the fireman from Magic Mike is going to come in. They're, they want to make a TV show. And then that turned it later on into a movie. But we kind of had a heads up because they needed to know who didn't want to be filmed, who wanted to be filmed. Uh, so those of us that were wanting to be filmed, you know, they kind of lined up times for us. We went over and met them just at this hotel in Dallas and kind of did our initial interviews. Oh, my God. And and it went from there. I love Randy. Randy's one of my favorites. And he reminds me, have you you guys ever seen Gigolos? Oh, yeah, he reminds you of the, uh, what's his face, the guy with the bleached hair. Yes. uh, What's his name? What's that guy's name? um, I don't remember. Blaze? I can't remember what his name is either, but yeah, but does, does, does Channing, have you seen Gigolos? No. Oh, my God. Channing, uh, your girlfriend. I used to watch it. Okay. Well, Channing needs to get a pizza with his girlfriend, even though, you know, cause he's off-season right now. He's not He's not working out. Or You can just have a pizza one night with your cute girlfriend, watch Flashdance, invite JD over, watch Gigolos. You'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. But, um, okay. yeah, so I, Randy Master Blaster, he was my favorite, and, um, and then – for anybody, everybody listening, um, 
for the people that one of the most touching moments of, of the of the documentary was because there's so much stuff going on. It's like sexy and it's funny and it's hilarious and it's like, oh my god, how am I supposed to feel? These these you know they're these heterosexual male strippers and like, but they're they're real people and we're getting rid of the stereotype and they're lovely and it's a family and they're friends and they're they're trying to go after their dream and they're doing this stuff and why wouldn't they? And they're saving their. It was just awesome. And then there's this really touching moment where there's this patron, this woman who goes to the club all the time, and her name is Margaret. And it was just so sweet because, you know, she's just this woman who, let's let's face it, she's, she's, she's a little chubby. She seems like she might have a cat or a few cats or something. I don't think she has a boyfriend. And she's just like this sweetheart, adorable, tattooed lady who goes to the bear at the club all the time and just broke it down where she just, she loves Caesar. Caesar's her favorite dancer. And she just said that, you know, she gets, she gives the guys a dollar and, you know, she gets, she just loves it to go there because she gets, you know, she gets, says hello to her friends. She gets hugs from the guys. And to her, it's like camaraderie and she has a bad day or she's lonely going to this dance club with all these guys that she's kind of become friends with on Facebook and, you know, kind of in real life as well. They just make her smile and they cheer her up and they, yeah, so I just thought that was like such a beautiful thing because at the, at the at the core of it, it's like people just want to feel loved or seen or appreciated or just have some kind of warm it's feeling. Just a, you know? It's a place for people to like pick up this human interaction that like a lot of people you, you you know like you forget that there's like a whole society of people that you know they go to work and they go home by themselves and they really never you know they're either they're not being hit on by men or whatever they're interested in, they're not finding, like, any kind of love in this. It's just a way for people to fill that void in their life, you know? There's people that come in there for for the fun, but then there's also people, like, you know, imagine how alone, like, people would feel. Like, I couldn't imagine, for me, if I never had the bear where, you know, I I had all these people that I could fill up my life with. Well, imagine having nobody, you know, you want to talk about. I think we probably do, like, the community a favor. Like, we decrease the rate of suicides potential suicide. I'm, I agree. I, I totally agree. It's like, it was, uh, that was one of the most, my favorite moments in the movie. I mean, there, there's just a lot of stuff that goes on in there, but yeah, that was really touching and sweet. I know in Japan, they have like weird clubs where, I'm, I won't even call them weird, but they have clubs where, where there's just a bunch of cats at a, at a tea house and people just hang out and hang out with cats so they can pet the cats and feel better. It's just like, you know, to feel cozy and happy or something and then men have clubs and men men have men have all the clubs so i'm not even going to bring that up but there's yeah. a club and you know where women just compliment them say these nice things so that's the majority of you know so women should have more of these things so you know why why are they few and far between i feel like i wouldn't even know where to find a male strip club in los angeles where do i go have you heard of any have you ever you know, been at one or uh i think that the reason they're do you hear about them or what you have a lot of is like um they're staged just for one night or something like that. They're not a, a regular deal. I think a lot of that really goes back to men and uh, so many men out there, they, you know, they're insecure with their girlfriends or their wives coming into La Bear because they're too fucking lazy to work out and treat their women right. So they don't want somebody else doing it. So they just tell them that we're gay or that, uh, you know, we're all sluts, you're going to get STDs. So the women start to believe this or then they're too embarrassed to come in on a regular basis. And so that's, you know, you need a big city with, uh, you know, that accepts it. And LaBear, luckily, has been around long enough that it's just part of the community. It's, it's always going to be here. But, uh, you know, you have to fight past those stigmas. You know, we, we yeah. market ourselves 24-7, you know, and everywhere you go, 
can do a ton of bridal shows and go to clubs and go to restaurants and go to community events so that people realize that we're not just a, a bunch of dipshits running around that, you know, it's a bunch of normal guys, like guys that you want to be around that are just there to give you a good time, give you a good show. Well, is it a slippery slope? Are there guys? Because, I mean, in with girl strippers, you know, you hear about, because I'm more familiar with that, you hear a lot about, you know, you go back in the champagne room and you give the girls a certain amount of money and, you know, you can, it, it, it's like a slippery slope into, like, into prostitution or into, like, you know, you make more money. You get offered, like, thousands of dollars to, if, if you want to do this thing or whatever. It, like, so does that go on? I mean, it must go on it, it with male strippers, too, because there there are a few, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Caesar, maybe it was you, J.D. Some, there are a lot of, like, comments alluding to women supporting you know. or... What would you see? Yeah, paying bills, giving you gifts. What's that all about? Like, tell me about that. I mean, number one, obviously, any at women clubs, yeah, that kind of stuff has been known to go on. I think we kind of, because we're a closed community of guys, we don't have guys coming in off the street every single day. It takes a, like you have to be accepted in, you have to be hired, and you have to work five nights a week. So we don't just have a rotating group of guys that you can't police. You know, Alex is able to police everybody. Um, so based on that. You're there every single night, so you don't. That's that's your job. That's your life. So nobody's wanting to do anything that they get caught. Um, that's going to jeopardize that because there's there's no unemployment with us. So that's why it's not. None of them are doing anything to jeopardize that, like on the prostitution side of things. In terms of bills being paid, you know what it is. I think it goes back to we spend so much time with the people that come in. You know, this is not somebody off the street on a Saturday night saying, oh, I want to, you know, pay a bill. What it is is so many of these people feel a part of their lives and they are a part of their uh, our lives that it's just a way for them to feel like, you know, they're helping us out even more. You know, they would have given it to us in cash, but people like to know, like, oh, I actually helped him do that. I didn't just, you know, give him $20 or $40 or $100 or, you know, I, I helped this specific part of his life, and I helped him get to, to this. I helped him be successful in this area of his life. And so it gives them, number one, probably a little bit more control, makes them feel like they're controlling what's going on, and also uh, makes them feel like they're helping us out, which they are. I mean, without everybody that comes in to see us and, um, you know, treats us so well, it, we we wouldn't still be doing it. So it's not, it's oh not a God. prostitution deal. It's just a matter of of human nature and people, you know, wanting that it's just the nature of people that are good, you know, good hearted people. Oh my God. I'm totally going to burst into tears. I totally get that. I'm, I'm, you have no idea how I, I'm, I'm doing the show out of Los Angeles. I'm, I'm in West Hollywood right now. And I just feel like, how do I get to Dallas immediately? <laughs> it's like, I've got to go to this place. It's insane. Um, okay. JD, why don't you have a girlfriend? Like you're saying all these lovely things, you're so smooth. I thought you just said I was an asshole. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, I never said you were an asshole. I just said that, like, you know, Channing is like, you know, seems like he's starry-eyed and, and young and nubile and has his girlfriend. He's a romantic, and you're like, no fucking way, man. I'm not, never, never again or something. But I just, I just feel like with you telling me about like humankind and people being sweet, you know, being warm. Well, I, I mean, and, obviously, I want to at one point, but I'm not somebody that uh, dates just to date. So whenever I've, I've you know, and obviously I want to be successful and support whoever I'm with. You know, I believe that, you know, as as much as I, I absolutely love performing at the club, it's probably the greatest time I've ever had in my life. You know, whenever I 
decide I found somebody I want to settle down with, I 100% will support her and uh, want to be able to take care of her. And, um, I don't want, I don't do well with like separation, so I don't want to just date somebody just to date. There's too many emotions involved, and uh, I don't feel like I really need to. Like I've had the club and I've had the guys and I've had, you know, all these women as a part of my life. So why, why do I need to find a relationship to fill a void? Like a, a relationship should be something to to make me better and not just to pass the time. Oh, you're so right. Well, when was your last relationship? Uh, last year, briefly. Last year. How long did it last for? Like, what's briefly? Oh, it was it was like uh, actually my longest it was like nine months. <laughs> your longest relationship was, was like, nine months. That was, that was my second longest. I had one when I was younger. That was a little longer. So what 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 went wrong? Can I ask you? Uh, it's just two different places, you know. It, it, you know, you can't. It's very difficult to to carry on a relationship and carry and carry on the club. You know, you have to find somebody pretty special if you're going to stay at the club that understands that. Um, you know, we're we're surrounded by some people touching us and yelling our names all night. So when we get home, we kind of need that that time to unwind. And yeah, as much as we may love the, the other person, um, we just need a kind of break from them. And it's not a break from them individually. It's just a break from human contact. So the same reason that people go to the club searching for human interaction, you know, we leave the club kind of wanting a break from human interaction. So it's the complete opposite of where most people are. And I think that, you know, if somebody doesn't understand that or, you know, maybe I don't do a good job communicating that to somebody or, or they're too close-minded to, to accept that, um, that it makes it really difficult to carry on a relationship. So until I left the club, until I was on break, it just wasn't, you know, it's just very difficult to do. And have you found that, like, that you get a lot of grief sometimes, too, or you need to find – because I, I can imagine it would be – it takes a really strong girl to, to be, like, not getting on your case, like, oh, what did that girl say on your Instagram, or what was that tweet about, or that girl said this thing in your Facebook, or or was she cute, or blah, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever have to deal with that, and isn't that fucking annoying? No, hell yeah, a little bit, but I don't, I don't put up with, you know, if you want to do that, then obviously you don't trust me anyway, so fucking hit the road. But uh, I feel that they, they deal more with stuff from their friends or their supposed friends, like, oh, he's, He's out till 4 a.m. Well, yeah, I'm at fucking work. Or he's probably at some girl's house, or he's fucking all those girls, you know, people that don't even know, or guys that are jealous. They they get more shit put in their head, um, which creates more stress on an already difficult situation. So, you know, that's you know, everybody just needs to shut the fuck up and stay out of everybody else's relationships, and the world will be a better place. But, uh, you know, that's where the the difficulty comes in. Oh God! So what do you guys think about fighting? When you're in a relationship and you're in, and you, because uh, I feel like fighting is necessary sometimes and it brings people closer together. But at what point is like, have you guys been in relationships where you either you're, you know, up till five in the morning screaming at each other, being like, "Fuck you!" and and is that passion or is that just you just end it when it's at that point? That's um, stupid. I, I, no, no, no. As long as it's not a, a, an often occurrence, because because a lot of times, like I mean, there are a lot of relationships, like failed marriages. They come from whenever people just stop fighting. Once you don't have anything to fight about, you're just, like, if you're not going to fight for it anymore, then there's no point. That's when people get bored. Like, if you can, like, me and my girlfriend, we fight occasionally. Never any, like, big, but we have enough where there's, obviously, like, we don't just put up with everything we do, and that's annoying. Like, you have to, if you're not going to fight back, then there's nothing worth, there's no reason to be there. So fighting is a good thing to a 
particular point. You can only do it occasionally. It can't be one of those things that every day you're yelling at each other for something stupid. That's a good point. That's true. I don't know. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in this weird situation. I have this website called I'mBoyCrazy.com, and I'm kind of a flirty person, and, and then uh, and then I also like darkness and fighting. I think so. I, I feel like you put all that together, and it's like somebody's got to be very secure. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even getting naked in the club, which, but it's all the same shit. I, I talk about sex and dating, and I'm very forward and all this stuff. And I feel like people I've dated can't handle that, let alone if I were at a, at a club, you know, with guys like, you know, drooling over me if I was getting naked in front of them or something. So, But I understand when you have to deal with somebody's jealousy and stuff. And, yeah, I'm wondering about fighting, about where what the line is. with like, is it passion or is it just, like, dysfunctional? But anyway. I, well, I think um, it just depends on whether it ends up with really great sex or whether you just end up fucking hating each other. I think it ends in really great sex, but is that, isn't that still dysfunctional? Mine always is in really great sex. What'd you I say? don't know. I think you. I think you just need a new boyfriend, and maybe you and I would get along. You and I get along pretty great, JB. Yeah. How tall, JB? How tall are you? He's gonna hate this. So he's gonna listen back. I, he loved the movie, but okay, go on. How tall are you? Six foot. You're six foot. I'm five eleven. I'm too tall. I'm too tall. I think I'm too tall. How tall are you? I'm five eleven. Uh, no, that's not too tall. Okay. You put on heels. Well, I'll wear some boots. There we go. I, We're set. I never, I never wear heels. I feel like I don't. I, I, I think I'm insecure about my height, or I just try to. I, I want to be able to run away from a predator in an instant, so I never wear heels. <laughs> oh, I always have a really nice manicure pedicure. I always get jealous. Okay. Well, that's We're gonna answer this I'm gonna have pretty feet. I have pretty feet. What was that, Channing? I'm six two, so that makes you feel better. Channing six two, but you have a girlfriend, and you're, you know, you're, you're a baby. So? Well, no, I'll just take Channing's girlfriend. You go for Channing. That's fine. Well, my, my girlfriend's also my girlfriend is also 28 anyway. Oh my God, you are an old soul. You're a young, you're a young man with an old soul, and you seem very grounded. And I like that you're like making music a lot too. Um, my boyfriend's a musician. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what it all means. What's your favorite band? Channing, what's your Me? favorite band? Yeah. Breaking Benjamin. Breaking Benjamin. That's a band. Yeah, that's a it's a band. I I, I like rock music. You like rap? Do you like, wait, what kind of music do you make? Uh, I like rock music. You like rock music? I like rock music, too. I, I, I have dark hair, pale skin. I look like a vampire. Um, I, I'm totally wrong for both of you. Whatever. It's no big deal. I have a boyfriend. How dare you? Um, but what kind of music do you know, I like? I like Avenged Sevenfold, Breaking Benjamin, Bullet for My Valentine, that type of stuff. That's what I listen to a lot, and I like to sing a lot of that. But, I, I mean, it's just me and my acoustic guitar, so I do a lot more just alternative type music because it's easier to do that with an acoustic guitar. Well, why didn't anybody tell me this? And then you could have you could have given me one of your songs. You could have played it tonight, and it would have been amazing. Well, I don't know. You could have asked. I mean, I wish I would have known. I would have put them to work in New York City, made them get them to make us some money. I know. <laughs> Stand yeah, you should be busking in the street. That would have been so fun. Um, yeah, I would love to hear your music. If you ever want to email me your music, it's boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. And I hope that a bunch of people don't pretend to be you and then uh, send me fake songs that you didn't write because I want to hear your music. But, all right. I'm okay, asking, okay, okay. What's, the email, yeah? what's the email again? So I'm going to forget oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll, text it to you. I'll text it to you after. It's boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah, text I'll text it to you after. after. Okay, so here's the thing, because my favorite bands are like, well, they were. I, uh, Modest Mouse, uh, what else? That's all I can think about right now. <laughs> oh, Modest Mouse, they haven't had a hit in like 
eight years. They haven't had a hit in eight years? Are you talking shit about Modest Mouse right now? Damn, I mean, the, the, the two hits they had I liked, but that's, that's about it. Well, you got to listen to their early stuff, and, and they're coming out with a new album, but whatever. I don't even want to talk about them anymore. I think they're on my shit list, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Well, here's, we're going to answer this. Um, let's see if anybody's calling. I think all my hipster listeners are too much of, of a pussy to call in right now, but let's check Twitter, and I've, I've been getting emails with questions, and here's a question. Okay, we're going to be getting – okay. So uh, Nicolette, she goes, Dear Lexi, I'm a 17-year-old girl who lives in Chicago, Illinois. The advice I'm asking is, how do I talk to boys? This is <laughs> this is insane. I love that this is happening right now. I've got I've got you guys on the line who are gonna deal with the seventeen year old girl's boy issues. Okay. She goes she goes, I've never had a boyfriend and guys hardly ever even talk to me at school. I've been told many times that I'm very attractive and that I intimidate the boys at school. I've had guys leave me their numbers in public places and my friends say that guys check me out, but I don't really believe them. I have low self-esteem, and it's really hard for me to talk to people and be eccentric, et cetera. Uh, I want to crush my fears. I want to bite the bullet and finally just talk to guys. How do I gain more confidence and immerse myself in the world of dating? There's actually one guy in particular that I want to talk to at my school. But what do I do? What would you do? Thank you so much. I love your show, and you have such a positive personality. Well, I didn't need to include um, that bit. But thank you very much, Nicolette, for saying those sweet things. Okay, you guys. What do we tell Nicolette? Well, it sounds like uh, she needs I, I, to drink. I co- Go ahead, J.D. Take the floor. No, no. Mine, I don't think I'm giving her legal advice, but I would suggest that she starts drinking to give her a little more confidence to go up to guys. <laughs> maybe that's a bad idea. <laughs> not, like, not drinking a lot, just a, a little bit here and there. It'll, it'll help. It relaxes. Or smoking. That helps, yeah. too. That was smoking pot? Yeah. I'm so boring. I don't smoke pot. I have like a ton of weed at my house that somebody left in my house, and I don't, I don't even know how to grind it up to make it into a joint. I'm such a dork. You don't even have to grind it. Just pick it apart. Yeah, take I have one a piece and gotta, You don't even need a grinder. You can just... <laughs> listen, well, anyway. listen, you're... <laughs> anyway, okay, so she's 17 years old. Here's... So, J.D., you want her to drink a little bit. Channing, what else? I mean, what should she do? Let's do some role-playing, okay? Let's say you're the girl and I'm the guy, Channing. What would you do if I'm the guy that you had a crush on? I'm not, I'm not trying to make you gay for a moment. I'm just trying to do some role-playing to hear I, what you would do. I don't really know how to play it out because, I, I don't know, I've never been in that exact situation, but I have coached a girl who was 17 at the time on how to talk to you guys because she was – she was cute, but also very awkward, and it, I like it. And it helped her eventually. She just didn't know how to talk to people ever. She's just really awkward. Um, so the main thing is you just have to – once you approach one, if you can knock down the one, it makes it easier to talk to anyone. And, hell, even just making a guy friend is a good way to start. Having a guy friend is always a good way to start. And then, you know, if you start with a phone number, that works. And the reason my guys don't go up and talk to girls anymore – that are under 25 is because nobody talks to people anymore. It's all through social media and texting. So that's why there's never any more human interaction. No guy ever, if they're under 25, no guy ever goes up and hits on a girl anymore. Just cause they, I hate that. They don't even know how. They, nobody even knows how to talk without using a phone. 
if so uh. they slide your they sneak you the the phone number so then you can text them. They don't want you to call them. They want you to text them because they don't know how to talk to people. And oh, so, God, that makes me sick. It, it, it's incredibly true. So as long if you just have to break the ice with the first one, it's the first one, and then it'll help you out so much. It's always just that first person that's going to be the hardest for you to get. Oh, that's good advice. I like that. See, for me, I have all these other – see, I'm such a loud mouth, and I have no problem talking to strangers, but I know that it's definitely scary to talk to the actual guy you like. Like, the minute I would see a guy that I'm really attracted to, I'd probably, like, panic and act completely not like myself at all. But I feel like – let's – okay, Nicolette, you've already – you're already lucky enough to be in a place. You're already in school. So if you're already in this, like, kind of safe haven – well, school's fucking horrible, but whatever. Let's just call it a safe haven for a moment. But – like, you're in this zone where you can just, you show up every day, you have to be there, you're guaranteed to see this dude you have a crush on. What I think is, make sure you look cute every single day with very simple makeup, where it doesn't look like you're wearing makeup, but you are wearing makeup. You know, always have a even skin tone, a little bit of mascara, a natural lift, but don't fuck around. Definitely wear a little bit of makeup. And then you have to make eye contact. Girls have to master that, like, casual, like, looking over and then looking away kind of thing. Make eye contact with the dude. And then act like you don't give a fuck about him. And then also, what else can you do? I like to approach guys at Whole Foods in shorts and then just totally see how they react when I say, oh, my God, I know this is really weird, but you have really nice calves. Because men care about their calves for some weird reason, which I don't understand. And uh, I don't know. And then you can ask the guy a question about anything. Borrow a pen. Borrow. Can I borrow your pen? Or, oh, my God, I, I have to take notes. I don't have a pen. Can I borrow your pen? Just start a conversation about anything. And, uh, yeah, and then... Yeah, slip up your number. Wouldn't it be odd though if you're a girl and you just like write down your number and give it to a dude? Wouldn't you be like, wouldn't you make fun of her? Wouldn't that be too scary? Nope. No. It happens to us a lot. You know. Oh, you I think guys, that Yeah. I was really shy when I was 17, and I, what I realized, and this fucking changed my life. Number one, it's a numbers game, so just accept it because if you wait to approach the right person, then chances are you're numbers are going to be really low. You're going to be batting like 300. So you want to bat like 800 or better. Eight out of the ten people you approach, you want to have a chance with. Then, you also have to remember, because when you're 17, you're worried about getting made fun of. Just yeah. remember that every fucking 16 and 17-year-old, they have really short memories. So they may make fun of you for 10 minutes, and then the next day they're going to move on to making fun of somebody else. So who gives a fuck? So just oh, fucking so go right. up to the dude and say, just say, hey, um, you want to grab a bite to eat tonight and just fucking ask him out? Oh, that if, is if so If women start coming out to me, I'm like, goddamn, done one. Let's go, next one. Next one, <laughs> next one. Wait, what were you going to say? You said if women just started doing that left and right, they'd just take over the world or what? Well, they'd fucking take me over. That's for damn sure. Exactly. Oh, oh. my God. I, I, this is making me want to be single and, uh, and go to, go to LaBear and check it out. All right. Um, but you know what, though? Do you, only, do you guys only meet girls at the club? Because you said the girl that you dated went to the club once and then asked you to the party, and it just seems like all the women come to you. Like, I want to know, if you guys weren't at the club and you're living your life, do you go out and approach girls? I, I don't. I've never dated anybody from the club. Wait, you guys are talking at the same time. Um, so JD's never dated anyone from the club. Channing, what were you saying? Um, uh, my my girlfriend, I met her a mu- two, almost two months before I went to the Halloween party, and I tried to get her to come back to the club. She never would. And so then I decided, okay, I'll go see her. 
it took me a long time to, to actually go see her, but I did eventually. But other than that, I mean, I didn't really like getting the girls from the club. I like it was no fun. It was way too easy. So I would just end exactly. Up, so I, would just, I like to venture out, go to a bar, and find something. That is so true. You know what's it's really funny? It's so funny that Joe Manganiello tweeted that thing saying that it's based, you know, the, the, the this documentary is, is not about, and Magic Mike is not based on LeBear. It's just hilarious because there are so many similarities where the guy, uh, you know, where, where um, what's his name, Master, Master Blaster is very similar to Matthew McConaughey's character, obviously, and then, and then there's like the word magic is like all over the, the cover of the thing, and, uh, what else was I going to say? I mean, it's just so similar. Plus, you, you know, you go by Channing. I know you saw the movie, and then you decided that you had the opportunity to take the name, and you decided to be Channing. But even your love story with your girlfriend, she comes to the club, and then she's too shy. She doesn't want to come back, and you had to kind of go after her. Like, that sounds like Channing Tatum's character in the movie Magic Mike. You know what I mean? There's so many similarities. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, who is J.D. in the fucking movie? Who's J.D. in the movie? Uh, is the, he's the fireman. You're, you're, you're no, Tarzan. Oh, You're I'm Tarzan. Joe. You're Tarzan. You know what? I feel oh, like Jeremiah. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Jeremiah well, is Tarzan. You're Tarzan. Your dancing ability is Tarzan. Well, we're not going based oh on that. Let's get, get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that. All right, next question. Here's a girl who just... Who was that, Mickey okay. Rourke? Oh, no, it was... What, did look, he did. He did look like Mickey Rourke, didn't he? I thought it was Mickey Rourke. Uh, uh, it was maybe it was I can't remember his name. Right, okay, like here's another question. Here's another question. So her name is uh, Rachel. She says, uh, okay, big dilemma. I really need your help. I recently found out that I have chlamydia. I just started casually seeing a guy, and we had unprotected sex. I don't think he gave it to me because I was having symptoms before having sex with him, but I didn't realize it was an STD at the time. I thought it was a yeast infection or something, and now I'm traveling to a different country for a month and away from him, so I can't tell him in person or really even over the phone, how the fuck do I tell him by email and the best we won't hate me and will still maybe want to see me when I come back? I am freaking out. Yeah, just write guys, that one off. What do you guys think? Write that one just off? Write, that write that the dude off? off? Yeah. Write him a letter. Shit. Write him no, a letter. Just, like, just write it off. Like, when he calls you, just fucking plan on leaving him. And when he calls you to say, you fucking gave me the clap, just say, I don't have the fucking clap. You must be fucking around with one of those other whores and fucking move on. That I agree. Done. That's actually that's great that advice. Work. I totally. Yep. Yeah, and then and then um and then or you know what? Let him say that he has it, and then she goes, "Fuck! Oh my god! I gotta get tested." So if she wants to be with him, and he does have it and accuses her, she can make him think that he gave it to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't. It, remember, what? let's. I refer you to Shaggy. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> See? Yeah, exactly. everything you just go back to that. And that, that solves everything. Hold on. I got this weird sound effects thing at Target, and I think it's great. Anyway, um, you know what? All right. Do you guys have to get tested at work? There would be no reason to, because you never, like, take your dick out and, like, slap somebody's face with it, right? Ever. No. No. Okay. Good. What's that? I used to slap his own face. That's nice. Oh, God. Oh, J.D.? All right, here we go. Hey, big sis, my name's Maddie. I'm 15 years old, and me and my boyfriend have just broken up. He cheated on me with one of my so-called friends. Anyway, the whole time I was in the relationship, which was going on for eight months, which is as long as 
the longest relationship JD's ever been in. I, I kept getting hurt by him, but for some stupid reason, I really, really, really miss him, even though it kept hurting me. Help. What do you guys think? I think that's typical. How old is she? She's 15. Isn't it insane that you guys are like, isn't this hilarious? On the phone, you're strippers, we're all adults here, and now we're reading letters from 15-year-olds. It's just so yeah, funny. Um, yeah. My advice is who fucking cares? You're 15. Three years, I you think, won't even exist to you. I know, but you know the feelings. Of 15-year-old feelings are intense. You know that. And people are, you know, get very moody. Go bang his best friend. That'll help. That's true. That's really good advice. Just go have sex with his friend. I don't even know if she's, she's she could be a virgin. Yeah, lose your virginity to his friend out of spite. That's great. You heard yeah, it here I first, guys. I guess at 15, cheating is pretty much just like a, a peck. I think it is. It's I mean, weird, I, though, because... I, 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 had already, I had already lost my virginity at that point, so I don't know. Fucking slut. Help. Oh, God. It's a TV. <laughs> oh, he is. He's a whore. <laughs> um, how, old, how old, J.D., how old were you when you lost your virginity? I was 17, and it was to a whore. I, Oh, what? Why do you, I hate she the word was, whore. Why do you think? Was she an actual prostitute? Oh, well, oh, that's right. She didn't charge. She was just a slut. JD. Well, she was. Why? <laughs> well, after me, she had sex over spring break with nine different guys. Oh, wow. I would be a slut if I did it. So, that's true. That's right. I don't like the word slut or whore, but when you put it like that, I'm fully. That's the time to be using the word slut. That's okay. Spring break that's is a lot. only ten days. Or spring break is only nine days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One <laughs> day. She was. She, she was very sexually promiscuous. She averaged hmm. one a day. Right. You figure she got to take one day to take a shower. So, the next day she had to make up for that day. Holy shit! All right, you guys. How do you approach? Let's do some role playing right now. How do you, how do you approach a girl? Like, what's your style? So, okay, so Channing, you're, I'm, I'm at the supermarket or I'm at a bar and I, I, you know, I, I look like whatever it is your girlfriend looks like, and you're single, and you're gonna approach me. I, I, I'm, young men listen to this show who, you know, are, are shaking and, and have no idea of what to do with women. So, so let's let's do some role playing so they can learn from you from the best. All right, and action. Can I just tell you what I do? Do I actually have to do this? <laughs> like, do no, I, talk I to me, sweetie. I can't tag you, you on the shoulder or anything. <laughs> oh, what did JD you say? Be dormant. You be dormant and I'll be Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, you be dormant and JD. Yeah, yeah, okay, and action. <laughs> Hi, dormant. You... <laughs> <laughs> dormant, dormant, come say hi. This is not this is not working. I can mean, I'm I'm proud to coach. I don't know how to. Don't fuck me, Dorman. There's a lot. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of eye contact that has to go on. There's a whole lot that I have to. Dorman, I'm looking at your dick right now. Oh. Oh my God. Dorman, you're so hot. You're welcome. <laughs> That's amazing. And scene. That was that was really good stuff right there. Okay, wait. How do you? Okay, so JD, JD, we're at the bar. And you're coming. You're gonna approach me. We don't know each other. You're single. You're out in the world. I'm standing at the bar waiting for a drink. And action. 
Well, I'm not going to get into all that. But basically, what? I'm not. I'm not going to role play. Yeah, exactly. What if I, was I go saying. up to somebody, if I go up to somebody that I've already noticed that they're checking me out, and like I'm pretty in tune to those from being in tune to that from being at the bear, and I normally wait till right before I leave because generally the women that I want to approach have some dipshit uh, douchebag fucking in some goddamn pink plaid shorts and some uh, berries that won't leave her alone. So I wait till the, right before I leave, I go up to her, say, hey, how you doing? You know, I, I apologize. I got to bounce. I've noticed you're extremely beautiful. Here's my number. I would love for you to give me a call. You know, maybe we can see each other sometime, grab a bite or a drink somewhere, and I'm out. And then if they decide to call, that's it. And if they don't, I'm not going to talk to them in a bar. You, you know, they all have their friends and their girls and everything like that. Get in, get out. Snipe permission. Oh, my that's amazing. Oh, my God, that was, that was incredible. Here's what, shouldn't I be worried, though, if you're so slick and you're so good at that and everything? If I got, if you, like, walked past me, whispered all this shit in my ear, gave me your number, and then you're out, I mean, I would have felt like, oh, my God. I mean, I would have been very excited. I'm like, oh, my God, now, now the ball's in my court. i got to call him now. But should I be worried that you're so slick, or you, do you have genuine feelings in there? Could this be something? Um, well, I would be more worried about... Go ahead, Channing. Yeah, well, you have to take you have to take the chance. I mean, you can't. I mean, you're not going to know anybody if you don't at least give them the opportunity to be an asshole. I mean, what's wrong with being True. slick? So, what you're saying is bad to be slick. It's bad to be somebody that actually knows how to treat a woman. Or would you prefer me to be some guy that sits there and doesn't leave soon enough, carries on the conversation, and then you get married to him and you realize that it's just time to get divorced because he's an absolute fucking tool, which you should have realized in the first five minutes because he didn't leave. You alone soon enough. So oh my now God. you have somebody like, fucking in tune. This is fucking a breath of fresh air. This is insane. I, I feel, oh my God. This is uh, this is everything a woman needs. Oh my God. I'm having panic. Uh, a, wo- a woman you're, will decide if she wants to sleep with you within the first ten seconds of meeting you. It's a, it's eye contact when you first say hi to her. You introduce yourself, say exactly what you want, and that's it. It's it's so it's because if you keep talking. She's not even going to care what you're saying after that. She's going to decide if she wants to talk to you or not, or if she wants to sleep with you or not, in the first 10 seconds of even knowing you exist. That's, that's first, how you get in the friend zone. You make eye contact, you say what you want, you give num- you get a number, give her your number, and then you're done. Okay, how should I approach a guy? Oh, you already told me. I just, you know, walk past him and make eye contact, give him my number, and get out of there. That's, that's for 15-year-old girls and for me, right? No, yeah, no, yeah. we didn't say for you to do that. We said for you to go up and, and just say, hey, do you want to meet me somewhere? Do you want to go out sometime? Oh, so I just have to go. Do you want to go out sometime? Okay, okay, I can do that. Okay, I'm not even single. Just, I'm, already, yeah. like, I'm getting all. I'm, <laughs> just, I'm, just I'm getting wooed. I'm getting. Get yeah. Would you say walk up to him and get on my knees? No, I did not. No, no. <laughs> me? No. Did you just yeah, say but, that? No, come on. She's t- she's so tall and her knees wouldn't even work. She'd just need to like, sit down on her bed. <laughs> oh she'd my have, like, god! She'd have to lay down. What, what the fuck? Oh Jesus! Um, God, I don't even know where we go. How do you break up with a girl? Can we and you guys are gonna you aren't gonna role play at all right now, are you? You won't we won't role play break up with me because I think that could be really funny and awkward for me. No, no, not not gonna role play it. I don't know how. Because <laughs> there's still the whole eye contact thing. And you always have to go with the, it's not you, it's me. That's the only way. Well, I, I'm, really, 
I'm really bad at this. This is where, this is the reason I don't date, just because I'm really bad at like any so I generally just like for a couple of weeks will just like make them fucking hate me. Oh, I do the so. same thing. What's your astrological sign? Do what? What what <laughs> Oh God, I said what's your astrological sign? I'm a Taurus. Oh, God, just like my father. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore, JT. See? You might as well start calling me daddy. See, exactly. No wonder I'm so I'm so drawn to you. I thought I'd be more drawn to, like, you know, Jeremiah in the club, or there's another guy who was really sweet, too. What was his name? Oh, God. He was one of my favorites. Caesar was very warm and charming. Uh, David seemed very deep and sensitive. And, then I'm, and I thought I wouldn't like JD at all, and look what's happening. I've got daddy issues. It's written all over me, and, I'm, and you know, Channing is a, a good guy, and... JD's issues, just like me. That's just what happens. At least a Tory. Okay, what are you, Channing? What are you? Actually, every single time I would just miss pick a fight. Usually. Oh, you pick a fight. What's your sign? Yeah, we remember what your what was your sign? What was your sign? My sign. Mhm. Aries. I don't know what that means, but this makes a lot of sense. Perfect. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ. Well, the show is nearly over. I mean, what time is it? Well, you guys are both in Dallas right now in, in the same car, and one person is in the back seat, and the other person is in the front seat. I'm, I'm actually in Houston. What's that? Jenny's in Houston. He's sitting in my lap. Oh, Jesus. I love when you guys talk over each other. Somebody's in Houston. JD's in Houston, and, and Channing's in Dallas. <laughs> Other way. Either way. Okay, other way. All right, all right. So let's Channing see later for you guys. Channing's in yeah. Houston. JD's in Dallas. It's two hours later, so it's like we're, we're rendezvousing on the phone right now at midnight. All right, do you guys want children? Do you think you guys want kids? I'm not saying together, but just in general. I mean, I can yeah, have kids. I can do that. That's yeah, Channing will, will have to be the pregnant one, though. Of course, and, and his butt. And his, his butt. Hey, I don't. I don't want to lose my figure. Oh God, um, who does? But I mean, like, do both of you guys want to eventually, like, you know, get married and have have kids? I don't oh, know absolutely. about the marriage. I don't about marriage yet. I know I want a kid, at least like one. But I don't know about the the marriage part. You would get married? Are you not very religious? I thought everybody. I, I, I'm nothing but stereotypes over here in Los Angeles. I, you know, you're you're in Texas. Isn't there a lot of religious stuff happening? I mean, do, what do you mean, no marriage? I'm I'm not religious though. I never. I mean, I haven't been for a very long time. So, Me I mean, too. wedding is just like an, getting married is just like another step, but it doesn't mean that like it needs to happen. I want to be married. Like, yeah. You don't. I want kids. You do. I do. Yes? Yeah, I do want to be married, and I want kids. I want a boy and a girl, but not more than one girl because uh, I want I want to dance with my daughter at, at her wedding. And I only want, so that's why I only want one. Oh, my God, that's so sweet. See, look at all those feelings and emotions. If you guys are out there and you want to fall in love with JD and you've got your own life going on, you're a supportive, understanding, strong, grounded woman with a lot of love to give and some patience, uh, how can they find you, JD? What's your, what's your Twitter handle? Well, first off, let's say the girl that's 15, you're, you're, you're out the loop. The girl that's 17, you're out the loop. So you all just keep on fucking moving. Uh, but everybody else, um, you can search for me on Facebook or my Twitter handles, Jared, J-E-R-R-E-D, J-D. 
All right, we got it. So they can, so tweet them there. I'll, I'll, you know, whatever. Go to my my Twitter page and you can find. You know, I think you're you're on my Twitter page as well somewhere. Whatever. It's it's all it's all doable. And um, God, where do we go from here? What would you give? What advice would you give to your kids? Would you let them be? Would you let them dance? Would you let your daughter or your son work at a club? Um, I think I would probably let my son uh, do amateur night. But you know, you always want something better. For your kids, like mine was born out of necessity. I didn't plan on, you know, dancing. I I walked into the club to bartend. You know. Oh really? Uh, yeah. I didn't show up to dance. That's that's the name of my book. I didn't show up to dance. Okay, this is a phone call coming in. I don't know where this area code is from. Area code four one three. You're on with JD and Channing and me, Alexi. How are you doing? What's going on? Yeah, hi, good. Oh God! What's happening? What, what, what's your name? How old are you? And where are you calling from? I I just want to say you're the ugliest white girl I ever saw. It happens. I am a very ugly white girl at times, but uh, people who love me think I'm gorgeous. So that's that's what I have to deal with. What a horrible prank call to all of a sudden end such a lovely show. We can't we can't go out on that note. Um, listen. All right, you guys, is everybody okay? Cause I, I'm okay. I did it. I didn't even hear what just happened. That I, what I missed. What did you say? You don't even know what, what did some I miss? weird creep some weird creepy guy who sounded like he was underwater, uh, like out of silence of the lambs just called me to tell me how ugly what an ugly white girl I am, which is like totally racist because I would like to be the ugliest of the black girls, the Asian girls, the Latina girls, like that's really rude. Or maybe but I just maybe girl, right? That makes sense. What'd you say? You just the ugliest girl. Like, I don't know why you have to be the white girl. I know. How racist can you get? I mean, call me ugly in the right way or don't do it at all, you fucking asshole, but whatever. Okay, so we're going to take, we're going to read this other big sister letter and that says, okay, dear Lexi, have you ever dealt with the fear of commitment or even fear of relationships in general? Just to give you a bit of my background, I'm pretty much the example uh, child for fear of commitment. I grew up with insecure parents who have been who have been in a nonstop, unloving, fight filled, resentful relationship. I've been in I've been in one real relationship and I've had many love interests in my life. The real relationship didn't work because I felt ignored and unloved and all of my love interests have led me on and then never dated me. So I've never had a fulfilling love life to base my perspective on what love is is. Now after leaving my last relationship I've dated a couple of people, but I only went after people who weren't very interested in me in the first place. So I go after people who avoid me because it's now my comfort zone. I have grown to be scared of people who are actually interested in me, even when I am interested in them. I also get afraid when people get clingy. Today there is a girl interested in me, and I think, uh, I think to only hook up, but she might be interested in more, though. Initially, I'm not attracted to her, and I'm scared to go out with her because I don't want to lead her on. But I'm starting to think that maybe I'm not going out with her because I'm scared that I'll get stuck in a relationship that I will not like. I've been dating recently because of that exact reason. There are also plenty of girls who are interested in hooking up, but I don't even know how to appreciate that scene. I'm super particular about who I date, but I feel like I can't be too picky or I'll miss out on all the foolish dating and hooking up fun. Do you have any advice for me, and would you recommend Anonymous? Now, I think this is from a lesbian girl, because it's, it's from a girl named Sarah, and she's talking about girls, so she's into girls. Oh, so what do you, I love that was a very long, you like lesbians? Oh, yeah. 
Jesus. Uh, JD. So this like, well, hey, you know, they need loving too. It's true, they do. What do you think of her fear of commitment and, and, and all this shit? That was like a very long email, but can you relate to any of it? Well, yeah, absolutely. So can, what are your thoughts? I, I, was like, I thought I wrote it for a second, except the Me lesbian too. part. Me too. I'm a lesbian. I'm not, you're a lesbian, though. You're like girls. But Well, don't you have to be a girl that likes girls? I have some, I have some, I'm in touch with my feminine side. You are in touch with your feminine side. Well, so what do we say to this girl? So I, I definitely think she needs to be in therapy. No, I don't fucking think so at all. Why? I say, because there's nothing wrong with fucking fear of commitment. How old did she say she was? Did you say? I don't even think she said. She's, uh, I think she said that she didn't say how old she is. That's the problem. I wish she had said how old she is, but she sounds young. Okay. You know, she's probably so in her late teens, early 20s. Yeah, so fucking, just fucking, you already, like, acceptance is the first key to recovery. So you've already accepted you have a fear of commitment. So stop avoiding people and just surround yourself with more people. And eventually, one of those will fucking develop into something that you uh, surprisingly, accidentally want to have around. That's true. So just like God, attack it up. That is a good point. So. My God. So you're not dark at all. You don't. You don't. Do you ever have dark, toxic relationships, or have you? Or is that a, a youthful thing, or, or what? Um. Well, I, I think I'm like good luck Chuck. So like I have these amazing women that come into my life, and I think they all think I'm gonna like settle down. Which now I'm a lot more uh, calm than I used to be, but and then I don't settle soon enough, and then they all like after me they're pregnant and and married. So if you want to get married soon, just date me first, and you'll be good to go. Oh my God, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm in such a bizarre relationship. I don't know where to go from here. Well, let's come to Dallas. That's one place. No oh, God. All right. Okay. We'll end it on that note. You guys, so wait, what's next for both of you? You're both on a hiatus, or what's the plan? I'm uh, well, doing music. I'm, JD I'm first. JD first. Music. Yeah, no, JD first. What's your next step? What's the next plan in your life? Well, I'm taking a vacation for a week. I'm going to go up to Colorado and uh, do some – I've got a little modeling gig and do some hiking and just relax for a week. And then when I come back, I'll, uh, you know – either sign a lease on my own restaurant or um, I will be down in Houston um, taking over 18 restaurants for, for a company. So we've got, I've got two different things on the plate. So we may, is there a chance we may never see you at La Bear again? If, if I ever do end up in Dallas, I'm not even going to be there. Well, I think that, you know, it's, it's in our blood. Like once you're, once you've been there, once you're in, it's ingrained in you, you know, I'll always, uh, love it, and I'll be back there to check on all the guys and see how they're doing. But, you know, there's a new crop of guys that are always coming up, and, you know, it's important for them to to have the opportunity to, you know, develop new new fans, new new guests, and new clientele. And so we'll, we'll see, you know. And if it's a necessity, I'll certainly be back, you know, and I'll certainly be back for special events and um, getting on stage and, you know, showing them how, how we used to do it. But right now, there's other things I'm focusing on and and just uh, trying to get some things in order. Well, and Channing? Uh, right, I'm doing practically the same thing. I'm saving up money and buying my 
so I can buy my equipment for our music and I can start, you know, doing some good professional recording and kind of what's, what's on the menu for me. Okay, well, you need to email me your music, and then, I, okay. yeah, I've got to get that music so I can hear it, so I can play it on my, my next show. Sounds good to me. All right, now, just to that's, recap, that's everybody who is listening, I'm excited about listening to it. I know it. I love music, and, like, that blows my mind. I wish somebody had told me that, to be, you know, from the get-go, but whatever. It's something to look forward to. And everybody out there listening, I swear to God, this movie is so great. It's so interesting. It's so entertaining. It's, like, there's so many different aspects to it. You have to see this documentary. It's called La Bear. I'm going to read the little sound bite that I got about it from, uh, from, from the publicist for the movie. It says, Joe Manganiello, oh, I can't even fucking say his name. Joe Manganiello. Manganiello steps behind the camera for La Bear, a documentary film that goes behind the curtain, behind the stage, and behind the magic of the world's most popular male strip club, La Bear Dallas, featuring a unique ensemble of the club's most popular dancers two of which you met tonight, J.D. and Tanning. LeBaire takes a, provo- uh, a provocative look into their rock and roll lifestyle and offers a front row seat to their lives, loves, laughs, and losses. And uh, just see the movie, please. And everybody can see it. You can all see LeBaire on uh, video on demand and digital, digital download on August 19th. You can pre-order now uh, on the following outlets, iTunes, Comcast, Time Warner Cable, DirecTV, Xbox 360, PlayStation, Google Play, VUDU, whatever the fuck that is, Amazon Prime, Instant Video. Um, and for all the rest of all this info, just go to LaBearFilm.com. That's L-A-B-A-R-E Film.com. And, uh, and there you have it. And there's some amazing videos of Channing, a.k.a. The Kid, and the Red Band trailer for the documentary on my website, which is I'mBoyCrazy.com. And you guys, thank you so much for being my guest tonight. That was like such a sweet, wonderful conversation. It was nice to get to know you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Okay, I hope I'll talk to you again soon. And good luck with everything, you guys. Goodbye. And I'm going to play um, us out with a song. Um, my goodness, I will text my email address to Channing. I've hung up on both these amazing men that I'm so glad I got to know, even if only for a moment. You guys, everybody listening out there to Boy Crazy Radio, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I'm going to have a guest, I think, next week as well. I have a musician coming up, but I will definitely tweet about it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Boy Crazy. You can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Um, and there you have it. I don't care what everyone else says about you, you guys. I love you. Wake up feeling blessed up, uh, on that dress up. Uh, ain't afraid uh, to show it, I'll expose it if I dress up. Yeah. Riding in that test up, roasted nigga catch up. Uh, Sipping on that step up, till I messed up, like yes sir. Yeah. Now I'm getting changed, people looking at me strange. Uh, like niggas switching lanes, never change to the same. Uh, we fuck bitches, get paper. Yeah. We fuck niggas on paper. Uh, we walk around with lasers, we probably own some tasers. Black boy, you don't really wanna feel them shots, boy. You a B boy, I'm a black boy, I'm a D boy. I'm
I'm a hot boy. Six shots got me feeling like pot boy. Party all night, shit don't stop boy. Drunk as fuck and I'm ready to fight. Rollin' for the night, fuck me a part of life boy.